0: Welcome to the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I'm Stephanie Boyd, your host. In case you didn't know, Bammer stands for Badass Mother Runner. This podcast will bring you stories from across Kentucky and beyond about badass women running and the people that support them. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Stephanie Boyd, the Bluegrass Bammer, here with the 19th episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I can't believe it. I'm so excited to be able to introduce you all today to April Castle and episode 19, Overcoming Obstacles. I'm going to sit down uh, and chat with April. Uh, She's a mom, a wife, and she's an obstacle course race athlete. And she's going to share with us a little bit about how she started running later in life and tells us a little bit about when she actually fell in love with obstacle course racing. Uh, She also explains how she overcame an obstacle course race injury and is subsequently now training for her next race, another 50K. April also explains to us the importance of believing in yourself and reminds us to treat life as an obstacle course by just continuing to move forward despite the obstacles in your way. I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. Thanks, everybody. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to rate the podcast and subscribe. We're coming today to talk with us. I'm really excited to have you on the show. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself so that people who are listening that haven't met you or don't know you can learn a little bit about you. And um, so why don't you take it away and just kind of tell people, how do you identify? How do you describe yourself in a nutshell?
1: Okay. Um, well, hi, I'm April Castle and I'm a mom of two. And I'm also a wife of 22 years. Um, I have four, four fur babies too. Um I am a um, a teacher um, elementary teacher, and I actually started that later in life too. so I've been doing that for eight years now. so that was a, a journey in itself too. I'm a late bloomer in a lot of different ways. <laughs>
0: <Awesome>. so, <laughs> and what did you do before you were a teacher? Were you in a completely different profession? Um, well, I was a stay at home mom, Uh um,
1: followed my husband's, um, job around and we moved quite a bit through Kentucky and, um, I decided once the kids got back in school full time, both of them would be in kindergarten and, um, I thought I'll go back and finish my degree. And that's what I did. So I was a stay at home mom for a long time, just kind of in and out of jobs when they were little, but nothing big.
0: Yeah. So. Are you originally from Kentucky, though?
1: I am. I'm actually from Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Awesome. Not my husband, but me.
0: <laughs> okay. So somehow you drew him in, into Louisville and you've established <laughs> this, your teaching career. Yes. But um, t- you're talking about being a late bloomer. So I want to ask you... Um, I know about your running, your recent running history, but tell us what your first memories of running are, or when did you first decide you wanted to become a runner? Well,
1: you know, I always saw those people running on the side of the road, you know, going to work or just going to the store, you know, and I just always thought in my head, I was just like, I just want to be that person, you know, I just want to go out and run and enjoy the day. And in 2007, Um, We were actually moving up here to Louisville. We were in Owensboro at that time. Um, That year, um, I decided to quit smoking. So one of the things when I moved up here I told my husband, we were going to have a basement. And I wanted to move, make one of the rooms into a workout room. So I got a treadmill. So my first experiences of running for the longest time were on a treadmill. And it was just a cheap treadmill I got at Walmart. And I started running in my little Nike shoes <laughs> and I ran and I ran and I ran and until I wore that one out and had to go get another one. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So,
1: but that's, I started in 2007, but it was all treadmill.
0: Yeah. So, um, when you started in 2007, did you know other people here that were running?
1: No, I didn't meet, I didn't actually start running with people till about 2017. Wow. Um. Yeah. I actually didn't get outside. I didn't start running outside till 2016. Mm-hmm. So I ran on the treadmill for a long time. And I would run pretty fast and I would run long distances. And it's hard to believe that I would sit there and run 16 miles on a treadmill, but I did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it was probably convenient for you, though, if you... Um, we're stay at home mom during that time, right? Well and well that was a time when I got moved back up
1: here. I mm-hmm. went to IUS to finish my degree. So in between the kids at school and me going to school and studying, the treadmill was very convenient. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. my world. So that was my go to. It was my thing to do every morning. I'd get up early and get on the treadmill and that would start my day. So and that's, I mean, I really didn't consider myself a runner until I went outside
0: mm-hmm.
1: and started running outside. We, um, a friend of ours in South Carolina runs a race and they had lost their son. So they dedicate a race every year. And in 2016, we decided to go down and do the race. He talked us into it and it was a trail race and it was our first, my first race. And I say we, cause my husband too, started his running journey then and, um, we went down there, and but that was the year that we we had to get outside. So, and they actually opened uh, Broad Run um, mm-hmm. that year, and so it was very convenient because it was just within five minutes of my house, and that opened a whole new world for
0: me—a <laughs> whole new world. Yeah. So. so- you were running on a treadmill for about nine years, then. Yes, yes. Okay, and your husband wasn't run- wasn't a runner before that. Oh no 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 no! He
1: despised running. He would not <laughs> run with me.
0: He would not.
1: He hated it. He's like, I'm not running. <laughs> yeah, and he was not going to run on the treadmill. He he did not run on the treadmill until we until we started running outside to mm-hmm. train for that race. His mm-hmm. friend, our friends, race in South Carolina. That's when he came he started running. So he was even later than me. I mean, like I said, I never considered myself a runner. I just, you know, I just like to run on the treadmill. It was just, right. it was a hobby more than, you or know, ex- to me. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So how did it feel to do your first race and also have your husband and your friends there? And obviously you were doing that for a very important reason. Yes. Um, you know, I'll never forget it
1: just because it was, it was a trail race. And I had never ran trails. Uh, we had only done road. And it luckily, the elevation, it was just very flat because South Carolina is pretty flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a lot of elevation there. Right. Um, but it was just, it was one of those things. It was so much fun. I enjoyed every mile of it. And you know, when we got done, we actually went out and celebrated and got some food and came back. And we didn't, you know, we never even thought about placing an age group or anything. And all and my daughter and my son actually ran it too. So all four of us did it together. Aww. And we all placed an age group, and none of us would have <laughs> never even thought that, you know. I mean, here we are, first race ever. We were just like so awed. And it we was like, oh my gosh, we did what? <laughs>
0: you know. <laughs> But it was
1: uh, it was really fun. We had a great time. It was a blast.
0: That's awesome. I love racing with my family. We don't do it as near as much as I would like for us to do just because of schedules and things. But it's so fun to be able to do it together. Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: Well, I see making...
0: pictures of you with your husband um, running. And I just assumed he, I don't know why this is maybe sexist of me, like because he was... A male, and he, I mean, he looks like a runner. I just assumed he'd been running as long as you, or longer.
1: No, no. His journey has been, <laughs> his journey has been quite a transformation, too. So, yeah. So, I mean, just um, watching his transformation, you know, because, I mean, I've always been... I've always been into sports and I've always been active and I've always gone to the gym and, you know, just, you know, he never would do any of that with me. And it was like, then with this running, you know, we just found that newfound love for running both of us. And it also brought us together and something to do together too. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice.
0: So I imagine that the transition from, And we're going to, we are going to fast forward a minute and just talk about like what you're training for now. But in between that first race that you finished, I mean, transitioning from the treadmill for the majority of your running to a trail. Yeah. um, That's quite a switch. Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) And you, you primarily, I mean, I I don't want to speak out of, um, but I mean, to me, I primarily see you as running trails now more than anything. Right. I actually,
1: well, back and forth, I'm a little bit of both, um, mm-hmm. just because of a setback I had in 2017. So I do some road, I do road too, and I like road, uh, and trail's a little harder for me now <laughs> than it was yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had a little setback in between there, but um, I love trail. Yes, I love trail. If I could run trail every day, I would do it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So after you finished the race in 2016, what did you, um, obviously you decided to keep it outside.
1: Yes. And- yeah. From then we never. <laughs> I never, I used the treadmill just for, if it was a rainy day
0: and I needed to get on it. And mm-hmm. honestly,
1: uh, the treadmill collects a lot more dust these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's really interesting because I do know people that are primarily th- that do run on treadmill. And some of it is because it's convenience or they have um, a schedule that doesn't allow them to get out or go out outside. But for some people, that's what they think running and training consists of. And they, when they find out that I'm in a group where we actually go run in packs uh-huh. or herds or whatever together it does open up this whole new idea about um, it's a different kind of workout mentally and physically. Um, And then a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm going to go back to the treadmill when I have to. And and this isn't to like belittle treadmill running at all, because it definitely for me has a time and a place, but I would prefer to be outside running. And I think once people do that, there's a there's yeah. like a feeling of freedom that comes with Yeah. It. Oh my gosh.
1: I mean, it's just, it was like, how did I ever do that? You know, how did I ever, you know, run 15, 16 miles on a treadmill and just stall in one spot and one place. And I mean, but I would, that's all I knew. That's all, it's what I was used to. And, sure. you know, I'm not going to say that it's not a bad tool to train because i mean, in all honesty, it keeps you, you know, that speed, at, mm-hmm. you know, very consistent speed and, you know, you can do a lot of good things with a treadmill. So I'm not knocking a treadmill mm-hmm. at all. So I still think it's, it isn't, you know, can be important in training. So, yes. um, But, you know, but it's hard for me to do it now because <laughs> I love to be with people now. And you know, mm-hmm. that's been a whole new world just meeting, you know, through MRTT. You know, that's just, that's another chapter,
0: you know, a, a beautiful chapter. So, yeah. So when was your, when was your next race after you completed the first race and you came home and you felt really accomplished with that? Well, um, we, I stuck to 5Ks
1: that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2016, I think my, um, the longest race I did was a four miler. And then 2017, I, you know, I was, it's just a whole new, it was like, you get on the sites and it's like, oh, there's another race. There's another race, you know, and it's like, you start just <laughs> signing. I And basically that's what I did. I just started signing up for races, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I did a little bit of this, a little bit of that and just testing and trying things and. And enjoying every single one of them, you know, I mean, I did, um, I think uh, our next, my next race was actually the Mother's Day. It was a Mother's Day race, which was downtown after that one. And that was rolled. But Mm -hmm. I mean, the following year, I mean, it was just like, I started then after 5Ks, because I loved them. Then I started, we started getting into OCRs and I enjoyed that. Yeah. So that opened a whole new world Mm -hmm. (laughs) in 2018.
0: So for people that don't know, OCRs are obstacle course racing, so (laughs) it's a mixture of typically not always trail, uh, running with obstacles, um, which might require upper body strength. So there's a different kind of training that's involved with those races. I, um, so I've done rugged maniac before. My husband loves Tough Mudder. Like that's his thing. Yes. Um, I've done that too. (laughs) But it's, it, it's a whole different, I think a mental, a new mental part opens and I remember I did I thought oh rugged maniac is just a 5k um I won't worry about training for the run i just want to focus on strength training because I want to be able to complete all the obstacles
1: right right <laughs> and I was
0: really disappointed in myself with my run because it was very hilly and um I didn't run the whole thing I walked quite a yeah. bit of it so it's like it's more like cross training or cross uh, country running almost yes. sometimes
1: those obstacle course races but yeah. I mean. Um we found a uh, it was funny we were training for the Spartan in 2018 and my husband and I came across a um it was Indian Mud Run and it's it's in Coshocton, Ohio. Yes. And we thought, "Oh, this would be a good one to train for the Spartan." Had no idea that this one would be to me more of an elite race than I ever knew it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so we went up there and did that in, in 2018 and I was having a great race. It was, it's a little over seven miles and you had, I think at that time they're up to like 80 obstacles now and seven miles. Yeah. Or, well, no, I'm sorry. It's like 60 obstacles, but I think at that time it might've been around 50 obstacles I had to complete. And I was on my last few obstacles and on, I got on the top of one, it's called dragon's back and you have to jump it and you have and it's on a incline and I went to, and I was really, it's really intimidating. It's not that far when you're on the ground, but it's Mm -hmm. very intimidating when you're up top and you have to go from one platform to the next Mm -hmm. and you have to grab onto a bar. So I stayed up there a little too long, got a little too nervous, and I went to jump it, and I knew something was wrong. I hit the platform pretty hard, um, jumped a little bit too hard, should have jumped a little easier, and I knew I had to drop down. I knew something wasn't right. So I ended up walking the rest of the course, which wasn't too – I was right at the end. It was like the last three obstacles I think I didn't get to complete. Mm Mm-hmm. And I walked and I know they, they kept trying to, uh, they had a little golf cart and they're like, do you want to ride to the finish? And I'm like, no, I, you know, at that time I was having such a good race and I was on that high, you know, right. the orphans were kicking in and I knew something was wrong with my foot and I was just hoping that I had sprained it. And I knew it felt kind of weird. So I walked in, to the finish line and I finished the race. And, uh, then I, you know they they put me in the emergency uh, tent. <laughs> that was, that's a new experience. Yeah. And then um, the next day, I ended up going to the emergency room, mm-hmm. and I the doctor basically said um, it's like I was in a front end uh, crash. Mm-hmm. I busted up my um, heel like a, and, like an automobile accident. Yes, an automobile accident. Yes. And and he said that's is where he sees these kind of foot injuries. But I mm-hmm. um busted up my ankle and I busted up my heel and my ligament was all out of place. <laughs> oh. and, and he named off like Six bones that I chipped and busted, and I was just like, you know, sitting there thinking it was supposed to be just a spring. <laughs> right. You know, and they're all asking me, How did you do this? How did you do this? You know, and I'm having to <laughs> repeat it. And I'm like, You know, still on, I'm still on a pretty good high because in all, in, in here I was having a great race and I ended up getting third in my age group and I made it to the finals in Canada for OCR and I was Mm -hmm. sitting there devastated in the hospital because I was like, I'm not going to make it to Canada, am I? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's like, no, he's like, you're going to have to, we're going to have to fix this. So, um, so that put me two weeks, two months, um, off my feet and, um, I had my little scooter around for a while and then, um, in two months, the doctor, once they, he released me, he said, he told me, he said, well, as soon as you can walk fast, you can run. So, you know, I I walked as fast as I could for the, for two weeks. And then I started running (laughs) and I didn't give it much time, but I just, you know, I was just so ready to run. Oh my gosh, that's so hard when you don't get to run. And I see Mm -hmm. all these runners that struggle. You know, Mm -hmm. because they have an injury, and I'm just like, I've been there, done that. It is so hard to sit back and not, you know, be able to run, you know, when you're so used to it that release of energy. So I was right there. Um, But I had, I did have therapy. And, but my first run back was actually a 5K. I actually ended up placing in my age group, probably went a little bit too fast than I could (laughs) (laughs) because the injury happened in June, and my first race was in October. So, and then I actually ran another race right after that a week later. And I ran my furthest road race that I've ever done. And that was a 10K at that time.
0: Okay. So, this was in, was this June of 2017 or 2018?
1: 2018. Okay. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2017. I'm wrong. It's because it was two years ago, 2017. Okay. So, um, it's just been, it's been a battle with that just because, um, Mm -hmm. I lost, it's, I've lost so much movement in it. It's, Mm -hmm. I have no movement to the left. And so trail running is quite hard for me as far as I get very sore, um, because I don't have a lot of that. Um, it doesn't, my ankle just doesn't roll with the the terrain right it kind of just stops (laughs) and it's but it's getting you know I'm working on getting it stronger I just cannot get that movement back in it again I just it's just stuck it goes to the right it just don't go to the left (laughs) Mm. so I just don't have that full movement anymore I've lost a lot of it and I don't think anybody realizes how much movement you know if you do your foot in a circle it's like mine just don't go nowhere (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just yeah. which is so, important when you are are running, especially yeah. on trails. Yes. Well, it's interesting because um, so many I talked to so many um, therapists and then also runners who have been injured, and a lot of the time, what they see is that when it that when the athlete is released to go back to training, they're very scared to re that they're going to re injure like right off the bat. So, yeah. and, I mean. Did you, like that first time when you even went out to walk, were you scared or? I wasn't scared.
1: I was just, I, you know, that just didn't, I wasn't scared. I, you know, that never crossed my mind to re-injure it. I was just so ready to get back to my training, get back to running with people. You know, it was just like, I was just so ready to, it just never crossed my mind. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. I'm not Mm going to say that it was pretty, and Mm -hmm. my runs weren't pretty for a long time, and still aren't. You know, I I still battle with it, but, um, you know, I just kept pushing forward. No, I mean, I I just was never worried about re-injuring. I know everybody's like, you're going, you know, don't go out too fast, you know, or everybody's like, just take your time, you know, and I'm just, I don't know, I just go with how I feel, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot. So, it's like when I knew that it's not feeling right, I, you know, I hold back, so, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I really, you know, in our running group, a lot of people will ask when if they think they have an injury or if they are diagnosed with an injury, you know, when can they start back again? And I really think it's up to the individual. I mean, of course, there's probably a course of treatment that someone would prescribe, but like a professional would prescribe, but for so many people, it's very individual and it's really hard to give advice. I want to give advice and always want to give advice that probably like, don't do it, like just be patient. And I, that sounds so stupid. I'm sure to someone who is a runner and that wants to get out and do that. And so it's like, you know, you just have to listen to your body and, um, you know, follow medical advice, but also know what your limits are or what you're capable of of as well and it yeah. sounds like that kind that's kind of the line that you towed you didn't try to force it if it um wasn't your day to to do it and that probably was a smart strategy for you right
1: and it was and and, I, and like I said it's I still have to go with that mindset a lot of times because um for instance um this past summer um I did the backyard Mm -hmm. in e-town and that was my first 50k yeah all of a sudden we've gone I've gone from (laughs) half of marathons in 2018 (laughs) Uh and then now I'm all the way to 50ks Mm -hmm. Uh, but the the summer in August actually just in August um, that race was extremely difficult for me because I never accounted for the swelling that I was going to have because of the heat that Mm -hmm. day and that ankle and I ended up a mile short of 50k, but I had to stop in the middle of the race. I thought I was done. I thought I was a DNF. I thought this is it. I've never felt like this. I mean, I walked, it was like a walk of shame. I had to walk two miles of that because it was a repeated course. You had to keep running it. It was eight hour yeah, endurance Mm -hmm. race. And it's like, I had to walk two miles of it back. And I wasn't, I was going to stay on course in case I got to go back out. You know, I didn't want to cheat or, you know, not get what I was supposed to get. And, um, mm-hmm. once I got back, I've tried to ice it and, um, really rested. And I don't know, I just got back out there and I started going. And, and one thing I've noticed, one thing I found about myself is, is sometimes I have to push it just a little bit for it to kind of, um, loosen up again. Uh, it mm-hmm. got really tight. My ankle gets really tight and it was really tight because it was swollen And so I got back out there about a half an hour later and I started running again on it. Um, And it, it got better and it wasn't to the point that I was crying because I was crying when I was walking (laughs) because I was like, oh my gosh, this hurts really bad. Yeah. But, um, I got back out there and I was just able to push past it. I've got a pretty high tolerance for pain and, um, but I was able to push through it. I needed to push through it that day Mm -hmm. and show and tell myself I can do this. You know, it's, it's okay. You know, I just had to give myself that break.
0: So, but well, it sounds like a smart strategy. And I mean, you kind of get, when you're in the moment like that, you have to make that decision call inside outweigh the, the benefits and the risk. And I mean, especially if you're, if you're trying to get to a 50 K distance, you've obviously put in some training for it. And so that's a motivator, right? You're like, I didn't put all this time and and energy into this and not try to finish it. Yeah. I always think that's a big motivator too. Um, yeah.
1: Well, my training got messed up just a little bit because this year, uh, the start of this year, I was training with a bunch of MRTTs for like the full marathon Mm -hmm. and in February, the end of February, I actually had a surgery and I had a lymph node removed. It was really easy, supposed to be a real easy surgery in and out. And I'd be back running within, you know, a week and a half, or I think a week is what she told me. And, um, after I healed Enough to how I felt again, mm-hmm. and but then a week later I went had to go back in for surgery because I had a lymphatic leak, and so they had to go back in and fix it, and so that put me out two weeks, and then that second surgery just really took me down. Mm. Um, sucked. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like it's like I didn't get all the training I wanted for backyard because you know it yeah. got interrupted from that because yeah. um, that that kind of backed me up a little bit in March and then I was back to running again in April. So, um, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I just keep on, I keep on moving on, (laughs) keep on moving forward.
0: Yeah. And that race was, I mean, it was really hot. I mean, it's the same time of the um, year every year, but we had a really hot dry summer and that was, I almost came and did that race this year. It's on my list. And I just never get to it for whatever reason, there's always something going on, but I'm. I was sitting there thinking. I'm so glad it did not go. (laughs) It
1: felt like the desert that day. I'm not going (laughs) to kid you. I felt like I was running in the desert. It was
0: hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you persevered and you got through to the 50K distance. Did you ever think back when you started running on a treadmill in 2007 that you would be running 31 miles? And- no. <laughs> and even my husband's like, I'll never run a
1: half or I'll never run 13. You know, I never. And it's so funny. I even told my daughter, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to run 13 miles. He's going to run 13. Who wants to run for, you know, two hours, you know? And yep. I even, you know, it's like a marathon, you know, like who wants to run for four hours? And it's like, she's like, so what are you doing this year? Asshole. What are you doing? You know, she's always like, you know, t- taunting me because it's always, I've always said, oh, I don't want to run that long. And then here I am. What are we doing?
0: <laughs> we're yes. running. Well, longer longer. I am um and running, never say never, because that's like yes. famous last words, first yes. of all. <laughs> and then we have a very influential group that we're a part of that will oh, push you place. Yes. In- <laughs> so I want you to briefly tell us about, um, about Moms Run This Town yes. and how... How that group has impacted you, I can tell you, and I'm sure other members would easily tell you how you've impacted the group. I mean, you've been a great leader in terms of, um, you know, take hosting group meetups and being a captain for team challenges and really getting to know the members. And um, I think people trust you and really look up to you in that, in that sense. And, but I'm just wondering what, what is it about moms from this town? Do you think that's, how has it impacted you? Oh gosh. Um,
1: when I joined you all and I remember my first meetup, actually I went in March of 2018 and it was just where everybody went around the circle and told their distance and who they were and, you know, just little, you know, little blurbs about everybody and finding just finding people, um, to run with and it's just like it was so inspiring all these women you know just out there you know doing the same thing that we all want to do and that's just love to run you know Mm -hmm. and just be with each other and I mean that just changed my world it's I have met so many friends I have met great friends and Mm -hmm. um just you know always having somebody you know because I I don't like running by myself especially when this time change you know it gives you somebody to run with you know as far as the time, you know, and where you don't have to run in the dark and it's, it has MRTT has changed my life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and especially, you know, all the women that I run with and see out there and, you know, they just inspire me to do more and be better. And we all are just always pushing each other and, you know, what's the next thing, what are we training for? You know, what are we going to do now? (laughs) You always have a partner in crime, I guess. (laughs) Yes. So, but it's just, it's, it's just inspiring and all the you know, women that are in our group, you know, the professions that they do and all you know, all their life stories and then they're coming and they're you know, everybody's coming together on this just one single bond, you know, of, of love for running and it's just awesome. I yeah. mean, there's so many women that inspire me I mean that every day I see their posts and I'm just like you know they are just their transformations you know what they do is just inspiring you know I just it's like I want to be them <laughs> I want to be yeah. like, just
0: like them you know yep yep yeah I agree and also just kind of you sometimes will see your, uh some of yourself and in, in the other people which I think that connection that we all make with each other um you don't get that, and you don't get that at work always. You don't get that. I mean, some people will say they don't get that in their family life. So, I, it's just nice to be able to connect with people on that level, um, and feel no matter where their what their background is, or you know what their political views are. Or what like we can just put push all that to the side and just run and like be together for that moment which I think is is nice. I
1: I know that one quote that always says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go
0: far, go together, you know, and it's so true. It is so, so true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about an honorary member of Moms Run This Town. So you mentioned that you run with your family, but you have a um, (laughs) four-legged member I There's do. <laughs> I do. She runs this town, and that's Star. So I want you to tell us about Star a little bit so people know who she is. Okay. Star is my golden,
1: and I know a lot of people have met her, and they know her more than they know me, I think, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, she doesn't miss a run. Um, she knows when I have my pack on. She's ready to run. She's She just actually had a birthday. She just turned four.
0: Oh. Um,
1: so she's been running just since she, she started running after she was a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of walking with her, but she is just, um, she's a natural and her favorite thing is the trail. And if I could have her on every race out there with me, I would have, and I would have loved to have had her this past weekend. Um, yeah. she's just an inspiration cause she looks at me sometimes and it's just like, she gives me that extra, okay, mom, you know, I got this, you got this, let's go.
0: Come on. So yeah, yeah
1: she's, um. But she's very um, inspiring to other people. I always love that when we pass people, whether we're on the the Louisville Loop or we're on a trail, they always smile at her. And she, it's just like she smiles back. And, she is a
0: smiler. Yeah. She smiles in pictures. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> she does.
1: <laughs> she's not been so friendly. Like, they're not, I should say, she's been like, oh, I'm done with it. I think she's about done with pictures now.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, what are all these selfies? Yeah. And people, and people. Yeah. Well, she should know better than anybody. If there wasn't a selfie, it didn't happen. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we love seeing her out there with you. Um, she's certainly fun to watch, too. So I had to mention her. Give her a shout yes. well, out. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love her. I mean, I, I, I everybody loves her. I mean, I, I haven't met anybody that hasn't said, you know, she is something. She's really special. And she is. She's very
0: yeah, special. She is. She's got a great disposition for sure. So thinking about that and just thinking about you saying, you know, the moms run this town in the group and what's next, what is next for you? Are you currently training for anything? Do you want to talk about it or kind of, are you thinking about goals for next year?
1: I am training.
0: Um, I actually have, I
1: signed up for, well, I'm for, first of all, I'm going back and I'm doing another 50 K at Peyton's race. That's the one in South Carolina. That's the um. that's honored for the little boy that, Lost his life, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go back and do that 50k. But I also signed up for Yamacrawl, so I got one awesome. in March and then one in April. So that's what my plans are: is to make sure that I complete them and um, all the way, especially the Yamacrawl. I know that's gonna be a little bit harder for me because the elevation, yeah. So and to have uh, 31 miles on that ankle, so that'll be a mm-hmm. that'll be a journey.
0: Mm -hmm. that's a fun fun that race is put on really well and while it is technically um challenging it's I heard it's it's really worth it um somebody else was just talking to me about that race I always miss like the sign up for that race like I don't know I'm doing something and it sells out and it's like or I just oh it sold out in like 45 minutes yeah it was crazy (laughs) I never so but one of these days I'm gonna go. I should just go work it. I should just go volunteer because um, that's just as fun as running. But it, I've heard so many good things about it. You're gonna have a blast. Um, yeah. Now, is your husband
1: doing? Is he doing the 50k distance with you? Yes, he'll be doing the yammer crawl and, and both of them, actually. Yes, both of awesome. them. Yes. Awesome. So, and then we uh, we have some races leading up to that, which is I'm gonna be doing Otter Creek and mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. and then a couple of the. Uh, DC timing races before then. And then, Oh, loving the Hills. I got to go back and do that one. That was awesome. I had a blast of that. I learned a lesson (laughs) last year. My hose on my, um, hydration pack froze. Yeah. You have to make sure that you have a, um, sleeve on your hose or you bring bottles. (laughs) Yeah. yeah I, I had no water for fifteen miles. I was like, oh my gosh, Kim uh actually, Not can I them. say names? <laughs> you can say okay. names. So I call her KP, uh Kim Priest. Um <laughs> her and I did that together and we were and it was both of our hydration packs froze up and it was just like, oh no. I, I was going up the hill and I was like, we were kind of like cows then, I always say, because you're one behind the other mm-hmm. and everybody's going up that same hill. And I was like, "Oh my!" I was like, "What do you do when your hydration pack freezes up?" And the guy goes, "Oh, I learned that last year." He's like, "You either put it underneath your clothes, or you know." I was like,
0: "Oh," Or he's like, "Or oh, you need a sleeve," or I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, you learn something every race. I actually, um, I trained with Abby, auger uh, some longer training runs with her in the winter, like January, February, for race the races we do in the spring, and. She taught me that a long time ago. The hose goes under your clothes. So i always remember that hose under the clothes. And then um, now that I have bottles, putting the electrolytes in the water will really help it to stop from freezing. So um, I always make sure I have electrolyte tablets in my water even in the winter, although I'm not really sweating. It will keep the water from freezing. So she taught me like so many tricks to not – I put my goos like in my bra so they don't get hard – um because they stay warm if they're up against yeah <laughs> uh-huh. yeah
1: I think I, I had that same problem too I had goose then I was <laughs> using goose and I was like okay they're really froze <laughs> yeah because yeah. it was so cold I mean it was in the teens that day yes. that we ran
0: yeah yeah well with every season we learn something so I'm sure this past summer a lot of people learned some lessons in the heat it seems like it was pretty unbearable this it summer. was so, yes it was yeah. I agree well, I'm excited for you I can't wait to hear um, how those go so I'm gonna be watching your training to see what happens but I know it's gonna be great um, 50k is like one of my favorite I think it's at this point my favorite distance but um I still like I'm, tra- I'm trying to like it yeah yeah you know <laughs> I have do really like that it. one really yeah. good experience to kind of tip you over the edge yeah so you this is your this is your time this, this spring. is yeah I'm hoping this is gonna <laughs> be my year yeah <laughs> so um I, don't I do want to I do want to ask you um, if you and people may approach you like in this in the group because you are newer to running in terms of like getting outside and running races and things. I think people would assume that you've been running. Races, you know, a lot longer and, um, your history would be different based on the success that you've had. So especially thinking about you kind of, um, that and your injury, when people ask you for advice, especially new runners, what would you, or what advice do you give people who are like, I don't know where to start. I mean, obviously you inspired your husband to run, but, um, how do you, what advice or what kind of, um, motivational speech do you give people who are like, just how do you do that? I couldn't do that. Or how do you get started? What's your advice?
1: Uh, I just always say walk, run, you know, just walk it and then run a little bit. Walk and run is just always my thing. And then I don't know. I just get out there with people. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, well, I'm I'm too slow. I'll slow you down. You know, I just like to get out there with you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I've, I'm just one of them people. Let me let me come along. You know, let's let's walk, run together, whether we, you know, walk a mile and run for 15 seconds. You know, I don't care. You know, just getting out there and moving is part of it. Um, I just tell them, don't give up, you know, mm-hmm. and just keep increasing, keep increasing your running time, you know, mm-hmm. and what, you know, from your walking time. Yeah. is what I've always told people, but it's just, and I, I just think it's better to do it together too. You know, yeah. it forces you to do it and it gives you, you know, it gives you that, I don't know, just that partner <laughs> to do it with.
0: Yeah. I found it. It's, if you know someone's waiting for you, it's so much harder to like to cancel or, Yes. You know, it's that accountability that they're waiting yes. on you and they need you and you need them. And um, so if you don't go or you cancel on them, A, you feel like crap, but B, um, you know, you, you, there's something there that's like, you miss it once you realize, you know, you just want to be there for that person. So yeah. I, I do love having a running buddy that I know is going to keep me accountable for sure. So that's, how, that's good advice. If you, um if you are out there listening and wondering April and I both say find a running partner
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we re- and people and they do have the sometimes well I don't want you I don't want to slow you down and you know I'm not ever going to agree to go run with somebody if my goal is to like have a pace run. If I right. say I want to go run with you I truly really do want to go run with you regardless of pace or anything like that so I'm kind of there with you on that. And we
1: started a little group at our school and that's how, you I know, mean, that's how we've gotten people out there, you know, and I'll be like, okay, well, what can we train for? Let's train for something, you know, and give them something, a goal too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yep. yep. That's always nice. That's what keeps me going. I have to sign up for a race or I get really lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think, I always like to ask, um, people are on the podcast, so we'll kind of end with this, but as you know the bluegrass bammer podcast is really about uh, you know amazing women that are running we all know what it stands for but when you hear the word bammer thrown around if somebody calls you a bammer or you call somebody else a bammer what does that mean to you how what does that look like to you who is a bammer
1: i call a lot of people famers (laughs) to me it's just someone that just keeps going and just keeps trying and doesn't give up and you know whether they're you know they're, they're hitting their goals or they're just you know you just tell the smiles on their face that they've hit hit their goal or what they wanted to accomplish and um Gosh, there's so many Bammers. I mean, I just feel like we're surrounded by them. I feel like everybody's a Bammer because they, they're taking the first step out the door, you know, and they're, um, you know, just not to give up. Mm-hmm. I, I think someone who's strong and courageous and, you know, but yet a cheerleader
0: and, um, you know, to help people along too is a Bammer. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think not being intimidated by other people's success, that's a big one for me because, you know, there are people that could come into our group and see what other women are doing and and um, back away from that. And it, because it is intimidating, but you know, most people will just embrace each other and uh, cheer, cheer each other on whatever their goal is. Right. So if you're faster than me or you're running further than me, that's not a big deal. Right. Like, that's right. I want you to do well. So a mile, a mile is
1: a mile, whether it's a 17 minute (laughs) mile or a five minute mile, we're all doing it. You know, just like even the past weekend that race. Out um JMF, the half mile, you know, whether you finished it in two hours or five hours, you know, we all did the same distance. It doesn't right. matter, you know? So, yep.
0: yep. I agree completely. And we all love it. It's just the same amount. Yes. Usually, yeah. unless we're just really mad at the race course that day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which happens. Hmm. So. Well, I really well, I really appreciate you coming to talk with me and sharing your story because I think it's important for people to get, hear the message of you can start running anytime. Mhm. You know, there's no cap on that and you know, certainly you can come back from an injury and be strong and still do the things that you did before your injury. Yep. Even if the, the picture looks different and sometimes it doesn't even look yes. different, you know. So, yeah. I I appreciate all of your story, but also that how um, motivational you are and supportive to all the people in our group. It really means a lot to me. And um, I love just watching you out there and getting your runs in and um, posting all, you know, because (laughs) it's just nice to see your smiling face out there. So thank you for everything you do thank you i appreciate that just you know
1: just come join me that's all i say okay that's what that's it
0: we the next race or the next uh, run that you're at you're all these women are going to be at the park ready to run with you so get ready
1: bring it on <laughs> come on <laughs> the more the merrier that's the way i say it
0: all right you guys heard it from april you know straight from the horse's mouth so you guys meet her out there she'll be happy to run with you thanks april i appreciate you coming on all right thank you stephanie bye bye <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe to the podcast so you can catch the next episode when it's live. Also, you can find me um, on my blog. That is bluegrassbammer.wordpress.com. Or you can follow me at Bluegrass Bammer on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. See you next time. And until then, happy running.